Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-host, co or, well, co-anchor, co-host, <laughs> sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Back with another live stream today. Right. It's been, it's been an eventful <laughs> couple of weeks here in Idaho. Yeah, and it sure has. So, yeah, this is a special pop-up. We are live streaming the Chad Daybell arraignment this morning. Uh, it's set to start here in about three minutes. Um, but first, we're going to be entertained by Christy's cats playing piano. Oh, my gosh, you guys. <laughs> I'm just almost immune to it now, <laughs> to be perfect. <laughs> it kills me anytime I hear it. I always think, I bet you wish you had one of those uh, key guards you could pull down. No, back, we lived in a house once where the piano was right outside Mike's bedroom, and he made one out of cardboard that sat on our piano for several years <laughs> because it was so loud for him. He's like, I cannot do this. And he he MacGyvered one out of cardboard and duct tape. It was pretty I, fun. I'm guessing you don't really like that in your living room. So, uh, no, it's, it's not as necessary these days. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was a, it was a quick rendition of uh, something we heard out there. So it's all good. But uh, it's always ominous. They're always on the low end of the keyboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jr. I did get my hair cut. Very cute. I like it too. Yeah. So we're set to go. Gordon uh, is supposed to start in two minutes. So we just uh, wanted to start a little early. Yesterday's live stream uh, with the sentencing of Brian Drip, we made it live about five seconds before it started, and felt like yeah. we didn't give a very good intro. So we wanted to uh, try to do better today, yeah. but. Uh, so this is Chad, of course, being arraigned on an armload of charges that came down the pipe here a couple of weeks ago, including three first degree murder charges for Tylee, JJ, and his wife, Tammy. So this and is a uh, first degree uh, conspiracy to commit first degree murder charges. Yep. As well as two insurance fraud charges for all of that life insurance money he collected on Tammy, because it turns a out in Hawaii on that. Huh? Yeah, it turns out if you uh, max out your wife's life insurance two months before she dies and cash it all in and get nearly a half a million dollars worth of life insurance that you go live it up on uh, in Hawaii with, and then you get busted for murdering her, the insurance company doesn't even like that. No, they sure don't. He's going to not have one cent left to his name by the time this is over. Nope. And he's not really going to need it because he's never going to see the light of day again anyway. No. But, uh, and sure I know, not. yes, innocent until proven guilty, and I'll give you that. But um, he's going to be proven guilty. That's he happening. Is. They have so much. Mm -hmm. So You so want to definitely tune into our update 
show tonight, our update live stream, mm -hmm. because we have a lot of tea to spill tonight. Lots yes. of stuff to talk about. Lots of other things going on in this case. The updates on what's happening right now with Lori. Yeah, mm -hmm. you definitely want to catch that. And a bunch of tea being spilled out into the world that likely was part of the uh, grand jury uh, testimony from yes. some people. So mm -hmm. we'll be uh, dropping that on you. Yeah, lots of stuff coming out for sure. Yes. Well, and it'll be Christy will be solo tonight. So you guys better be over mm -hmm. here and supporting her in the chat. I have to go to softball. So, right. Yep. And I have so much to tell you. You guys do not want to miss this. This is, no. we've got some game changer information. Well, you know, the Daybell case is the, it's feast or famine, you know. Right. And it seems like when it's famine, there's just nothing happening. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just pretty quiet, except for some occasional acting up from Mark Means or something. But right now, holy hell, is it feast. There's new stuff every day. There is. I just have to say, I find it hilarious, too, that every time I see a filing from Mark Means, I'm reminded that his middle name is Leroy. And <laughs> I have a cat named Leroy. <laughs> so I'm just, cracks me up. And of course, it's Leroy. Of course it is. It could have been Eugene, too, and I would have been satisfied. Or, or Walter. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I like it as Leroy. So funny. Has my daughter graduated yet? Yes. All done. Yep. In fact, she's currently on a Zoom call with her college, uh, getting her uh, schedule set for the fall. So. So exciting. Yeah. Doing all the fun stuff. Yeah. Just waiting. Any yep. minute, they're going to kick this over into yeah. live on Zoom, hopefully. You know how this goes. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a, this is an arraignment in district court. So, no, they're not going to pull any bullshit here. That, that's the local courts that pull that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and that was all about Lori and this mental health stuff, which yeah. is all on the table now. So, I, I don't know if there's going to be a lot more of that. I hope we're not because it's so annoying. But Yeah. I yeah, don't think so. Sure. At this point, what we're going to see is Chad's case roll all out and um, in the meantime, things are going to stabilize with Lori and then we'll see her case roll out. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you did not miss a new case this morning. No, because we did that giant live stream yesterday, we decided to leave that as our case for yesterday mm -hmm. um, because, well... <laughs> It was an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> it was, yeah. And we and, knew we'd be back this morning doing this one too. So. Yes. And so, yeah. and also we have a really special case that we're working on that uh, we have a source that we're struggling a little bit with. And so look for that next week. <laughs> yeah. We're pulling together some really important stuff. Bianca said she always wanted to know what softball position Mars plays. She's a middle infielder. So she plays second, third, and her current team is actually playing her at shortstop, which is not a position she's played a lot. She played a lot of third base this year so far. Um, yeah. so, so this has been interesting. It's challenging her. She's done a good job. She's had a few errors, and that really, yes. really upsets her. But <laughs> she's, well. she's a fantastic third baseman, though. Mm -hmm. She should just always be a third baseman. Like, that she's is her good. game. They just have no shortstop on this team. And so yeah. of everyone that could play short, she's their best choice. But um, it's definitely challenging her to learn a new position. And I kind of like it because, you know, it's easy to get complacent and 
when you know something well to not have to work as hard. And so I think it's a good thing. But yeah, she's hating it, <laughs> which is good. That means you're getting pushed, right? But she's also, right. she is a hell of a batter. She usually bats in the three or the four hole and had several home runs this year in school season. And yeah, she's, she's just working hard. It's fun. I have this video up in three different places. Like I keep checking all of them. We're not on the wrong thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> now when you wait like this, uh, Mars is going into Montana. She's going to a, a, a school in Montana to play. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Tylee's brother, Colby, does have a YouTube channel. That's mm-hmm. true. Yep. He, in the very beginning, he was using it as a tool to try to reach his mother. His very early videos, uh, like when the kids were missing and Lori was missing and wouldn't take his calls. Uh, a few of yeah. his videos were literally like, Hey mom, I hope you're seeing this. Like what's going on? You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and some people have really uh, drug him for that, you know, accused him of just trying to get like clout or attention. I don't really feel like it's been that at all. I mean, no. can you imagine your siblings being missing, your mother refusing to speak to you and just taking off to God knows where and you not knowing what's happening? I mm-hmm. thought you was a tool was really smart. And if you gain some attention along the way, so be it. I mean, this case is, uh, you know, it, it's international at this point. Everyone knows about this stupid case. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> I don't think we can blame Colby for that. No, <laughs> we we definitely can't. This is yeah, crazy, insane stuff. Yeah, for sure. So this is an arraignment, which means that Chad is going to be asked to plead guilty or not guilty to these mm-hmm. charges. Yeah. Um, you know, it's usually too soon for a plea deal. It's not unheard of, but um, you know, plea deals can happen all the way up till before the jury starts to deliberate on a case. Yeah. Something, you know, an agreement can be made. There's lots of questions right now about that because the prosecutor's office has 60 days to decide if they're going to go for the death penalty or not. So we don't know. This does qualify as a capital case. So there is potential for that. There is support in the community for that. There is support from Mm -hmm. victims, families for that. Mm -hmm. We shall see. Um, Yeah. But at this point, likely a plea will be to avoid the death penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Though, you know, I wouldn't be completely surprised to see Chad accept the death penalty. Only because if he still believes everything he claimed to believe, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't he want to just get out of here faster? You know, and ascend to where he belongs. As the the problem is he isn't faster. I mean, in Idaho, no. people can sit on death row for 20, 30 years, even longer mm-hmm. sometimes. The, you know, yeah, some people, but, it's not faster, really. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, and partly I think if you fight it, you know, but if you don't fight it. Right. Then, you know, you say, let's go right. for it. Yeah. Right. But that's kind of hard to do. It's kind of like the appeals are built in. And so it's hard to refuse all those appeals. Like the courts don't really want you to. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Oh, well, we just lost Katie. I don't know where she went. 
Hopefully she's going to rejoin our call, but she disappeared completely off the screen. Um, but we are just still waiting. Um, I haven't, Sandra, I have not said what the latest tea is on Lori. This is Chad's arraignment tonight for our update show. I will be, there's so much tea to drop on Lori that um, I'm going to wait for the update show on that. And we have Katie back. And you're back. Isn't Yay. that weird? I can still see you, hear you. Really? You completely yeah. disappeared from here on this side. I don't know. Mercury is retrograde. And when Mercury is retrograde, that's when sometimes you see a lot of tech issues. And I, I feel like this time we've definitely seen some of that. <laughs> Gabrielle said, I slipped into a portal. Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, dear. I just made it through the other side. Yep. I had to run to my closet and run back. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Got it. I don't run. I mean, come on. <laughs> it took a minute. It took a minute. <laughs> I keep checking all my all my sources for this video. It's there's still nothing happening. So yeah, it's, they're just not here yet. Yeah. Well, the district court is a bigger, busier court. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine there's a negotiation going on right now. I'd be kind of surprised by that, but hey, you never know. Well, there's some interesting questions that still need to be answered. If Lori is going to be now in a mental health facility for 90 days, what is going to happen, right? What's mm -hmm. going to happen with the joinder? Are they going to end that? I'm going to assume they are, but. Well, but see, these charges don't have a joinder. No. It's the but other charges. That, it's the yeah, other charges. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to see that end. Mm -hmm. I do too. I think that they probably will have to do that. I also wonder if at some point here they're going to roll all of these charges into one big burrito, you know, and try too. them all at the same time. Yeah, because they're all related. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah. It's going to be all the same evidence and information, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Innocuous. Maybe Chad is incompetent now, too. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I doubt it. He's got a pretty big ego on him. Yeah, but it worked for Lori. Kinda. Hmm. Oh, it's Kinda. not going to work long term. Nope. No. No. Jessica no. says it sure is Mercury retrograde. My toilet and kitchen faucet are both broken. Oh, no. Mm. This is the time that, that kind of stuff happens. It is. And I, I try not to blame Mercury for everything. Like, I have some clients that won't do anything during Mercury, they won't buy a car, they won't uh, apply for a job. Like, any like life decision they will not do during Mercury, which I think is. For the most part, going too far, you know, but ooh, yeah, I'm sometimes, not man. That it's mostly um, tech, you know, like we saw that mm -hmm. big internet outage that happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff happens during Mercury retrograde all the time. All the time. But last mm -hmm. June, during Mercury retrograde, the main line from my well to my house broke oh, right. and <laughs> flooded my front yard. And we had to dig a nine-foot trench in the front yard to access that pipe to fix it and tear yeah. out my garden. And, yeah, it was a huge mess. Yikes. Yeah. So that's not happening this year. Just let's all be clear. Not happening. No, definitely not not occurring. Mm -hmm. hmm. So this morning I fed my crows. I think I've talked about this a little bit, but I'm building a murder of yes. crows. And <laughs> 
building, attracting. And those crows are getting more and more comfy with me. This morning, they were outside uh, my bedroom window hollering at me early to get out here and feed them. So when I did go out and feed them, like they are waiting even closer. They don't, they're not very far from me when I come out and feed them. And by the time I've gotten to the front door, they're already swooping in, you know, it's pretty cool. And they'll let me stand on the front porch or sit on the front porch and watch them eat. I can even sit on the front porch and talk on the phone and they'll continue to eat. They are, our trust is building a lot. That is super cool. I'm so excited that it's working. But the other day I fed him and then I heard them screaming bloody murder. And I looked outside and they were both sitting in a tree right on above the the feeder, the bird feeder thing that I'm feeding him in. And this little gray cat was circling the feeder. I mean, she wasn't hunting the crows. There's bird, mm-hmm. there's cat food in the feeder. She was little, like not a kitten, but not a cat, you know, mm-hmm. little juvenile. She was so cute, like a tuxedo kitty, only mm-hmm. her markings were gray and white. Oh, it was adorable. Anyway, they were so pissed about that. And she circled a couple of times and then she hopped up there and they were both absolutely giving her that ass chewing of a lifetime. And I'm surprised they didn't swoop on her. Me too. I was afraid it was going to happen. I'm like, oh, baby, get out of here. They don't like you. But she mm-hmm. sniffed a little bit at the dish and then she left. And then they jumped right back in it like, hey, listen up, lady. <laughs> this is ours. But then I thought, oh, my God, am I like poaching them in here to eat so that a cat will kill them? But I don't think that'll happen. They're big. No, yeah. they're, they're big. Anyway, but uh, that poor kitty, I was a little worried about her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised it swooped out on her and really go after her. I know. We were we were in Yellowstone on Sunday and we stopped at um, Old Faithful because mm-hmm. at Old Faithful is where the Yellowstone Ravens hang out a lot. Yeah. And we had some fun with them. Um, just we, we sat in this little um, picnic area and we were eating a little bit of lunch. And before you knew it, there were about six of them in the trees around us. Yeah. Cawing and making this weird sound that almost sounds like a turkey gobble. <laughs> it was yeah. Like, really weird it's, but it cluck- was it's so like a weird. clucking yeah. like a, you, you know like the african uh tribes that have like the throat uh it's not clucking what's it called the throat uh speak. like the click the language. clicking yeah the, yeah the throat click language that's what it sounded like yeah but we saw weird. them doing it and their beaks were open you know it's like it wasn't coming from their throat or if it was i mean it still looked like they were you know their their beaks were you know but Anyway, it was, cool. it was so cool. Yeah. We saw some sitting on the back of a pickup truck. Oh, and yeah, they were getting in it. Getting in the bed and all this stuff. And I walked over there to see what was up. And there were two or three dogs in the cab of the truck. And oh. I think there was dog food in the bed of the truck. Because mm-hmm. well, they all flew up into the tree when I got close. And then they were all telling me off. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was funny. They were very curious about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're we did just still waiting, you guys. Yeah. We did not see Old Faithful go off. When we were kids, Old Faithful was, you know, faithful. Yeah. And it would erupt every hour. Right. And you could set your watch by it. I mean, it was just a normal thing. Yeah. So you'd go, you know, they had a sign that would say, you know, next eruption due 
well, you know, 2 p.m. or 2.15 or whatever. And you'd hang out and about 2.15, it was, you'd start to see some steam and some water come up and then pretty soon it would get bigger and then pretty soon, boom, the big thing. It doesn't do that anymore. It's mm-hmm. not faithful. And so you can wait around for a long time and they're just not nearly as good at predicting when it's going to erupt. And we've seen it a million times. So we did not wait around for it, which is kind of too bad because just as we left, a billion people came flowing out of there and getting in their cars. So it must have erupted while we were there. But uh, we didn't walk over there. There were so many. I've never seen that many people at Yellowstone before. It was crazy. Yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of awful, really. It's really hard to go to West Yellowstone or Yellowstone Park in the, this time of year. Well, and there were the animals that are normally, like along the Madison River, there's always huge herds of buffalo. Nothing. Literally. They weren't there at all, which only means they were somewhere else. But that is really weird. Usually, when you go, there are always big herds of bison along the uh Madison River, that's just a given at any right. time. And there were literally none. Yeah, it was a weird, we had a fun day, but it was weirdly void of animals that I, you would normally see. That was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. It was. that. Well, I what I saw online is that they were all off in the Lamar Valley, which was really far from where we, we were totally the wrong side <laughs> yeah. of the park. So I did just check over at East Idaho News to make sure they're seeing the same thing that we are. They are, and they have posted a comment that um, they had, do have people in the courtroom. And so we're just waiting. So okay, nobody's seeing anything other than what we're seeing. Okay, good. Well, that hopefully that means there's no sidebar happening either. So if they have people in the courtroom, they'd know that. Well, but. I guess. Yeah, that's true. I hope that they, even as, you know, the courtrooms start opening up from COVID, uh, that they always continue to stream like this. This is the most convenient thing. Well, it really is the best way to give people the option to see this stuff and, and, you know, they have the right to. Well, and like in in this case, if they weren't to, I just, they they have to because of the amount of people yeah, that's true. Once upon a time, I had thought when the courtrooms really open up and uh, stuff, we're going to want to like go. And now I'm like, God, no, no, we don't want to go. We'll do right. This. this is no. better. It's better for, it's well, for our health, for sure, to not have to be crammed in with all those people. But also oh, yeah. just, uh, I prefer this. This is. Well, then we can share it with all of you. And yeah. Yeah, it's definitely better. Yeah. Now, hopefully, they get the show on the road so, pretty soon. Share but... this tonight. Oh, are you there? I'm here. What was that? You cut out for a while. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well, I thought talk- maybe, uh, maybe Chad choked on a Hot Pocket. It's possible. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about Lori. Um, I'll go into more depth on this tonight, but... So the prosecutor's office has withdrawn their objection to claiming her um, incompetent to stand trial, but restorable. So yeah, so that means 
She can't stand trial right now because she cannot participate in her own defense. That's the reason she's incompetent. Some things that we learned today or yesterday, the uh, prosecution withdrew their objection. Likely that's because they had her evaluated as well. And their evaluator agreed with the original evaluator. So she has now been committed to the Department of Health and Welfare. Oh, I knew oh, it started. As soon as I started talking about this court was going to show up. So <laughs> I'll tell you the rest later. We're going to hide ourselves. And here's this court. The FTR recording system. It's also being live streamed on the court's YouTube channel for uh, public availability of the hearing. Uh, in addition, in order to allow public access, uh, we do have limited seating seating here, uh, and that's consistent with our Supreme Court's operating order for social distancing. Uh, so we do have people in the courtroom as well, uh, pursuant to that order. Uh, Mr. Daybell, uh, as you know, I'm Judge Boyce. I'm the district judge for Fremont County, and I've been assigned to preside over this case. In a few minutes, I'll arraign you on criminal charges that have been brought against you by the state of Idaho, pursuant to an indictment that was issued by a grand jury. Before doing so, I'll explain what will happen at this arraignment and then advise you of your constitutional rights and plea options. If at any time you need to communicate with Mr. Pryor, in confidence, please advise me. We can arrange to have the two of you uh, in a separate place outside the record of the court or anyone else and have a personal discussion if you require that during the time of this hearing. In this case, there was an indictment issued by the grand jury on May 25th, 2021, and that indictment sets forth the criminal charges that have been brought against you. The indictment's not evidence, rather it sets forth the criminal charges against you that would be prosecuted by the state of Idaho in this case. Mr. Pryor, have you received a copy of the indictment and reviewed that with your client, Mr. Daybell? Okay, thank you for that, Mr. Pryor. In a moment then, Mr. Daybell, I will advise you of the charges that are pending against you and explain the penalties associated with those charges. Uh, next, I'll discuss, Mr. Pryor, your plea options and rights. Uh, the purpose of an arraignment is to have you enter a plea to the charges in the indictment. At the end of the arraignment, then, you'll be asked to enter a plea. In that regard, you would have three options. Your first option is that you may enter a plea of not guilty to the charges. If you elect to plead not guilty, then a jury trial and a pretrial conference will be scheduled in this case. Also, by pleading not guilty, you would maintain all of your constitutional rights in this case which rights were previously explained to you at an initial appearance on May 26, 2021, before the magistrate. Among those rights you have, uh, I'll go through some of those. You have the right to be presumed innocent. The presumption of innocence is a real and important right, which lies at the foundation of our criminal justice system. Therefore, unless you either plead guilty at a later date or the state proves the charges against you beyond a reasonable doubt at trial, the presumption of innocence remains in your case. You also have the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of your peers, as well as the right to see, hear, confront, and have your attorney question all witnesses who may be called to testify against you. During the pendency of your case and at trial, you also have the right to be represented by an attorney. 
as you uh, are in custody, you also have the right to communicate with your attorney at all stages of your case and reasonable access to communicate with your attorney will be provided throughout these proceedings. At your trial, you would have the right to present evidence in your defense and the right to the subpoena power of this court to compel the attendance of witnesses to testify on your behalf. And finally, if you plead not guilty, you will retain the right to remain silent and exercise the privilege against compulsory self-incrimination. This means that you cannot be required to testify against yourself. However, you may voluntarily take the witness stand at trial if you so choose, but you cannot be compelled to do so. If you decide not to testify in your own behalf, then the prosecuting attorney could make no remarks about your failure to testify and cannot imply to the jury that exercising your constitutional right to remain silent is any indication of your guilt. The second option you would have today is to enter no plea at all. If you decide to do that, the court would enter a plea of not guilty for you and would con you'd continue to maintain all of the rights that I've previously explained. And your third option at this arraignment is that you may plead guilty to any or all of the charges. However, it is important that you understand that if you do plead guilty, you would automatically waive rights, including rights under the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments to the U.S. Constitution, as well as similar rights contained in the Idaho Constitution. In other words, if you decide to plead guilty, you'd waive your right to a trial. There'd be no trial in your case, and you'd no longer be presumed innocent. The state would no longer have the burden of proving the case against you beyond a reasonable doubt. By pleading guilty, you would also give up your Sixth Amendment right to confront your accusers and cross-examine any witnesses against you and give up your right to offer evidence of your own in your own behalf in response to the state's case against you. You would also waive any defenses you have to the charges contained in the indictment, including any claims that there is a defect in the state of Idaho's case against you or that you've been treated unfairly by the court. You'd give up also your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and the privilege against self-incrimination. And if you were to plead guilty, you would also be required to testify under oath concerning the facts of the alleged offenses in this case to allow me to determine whether or not there's a factual basis for your plea whether the plea would be made knowingly, freely, and voluntarily, and to determine whether or not you fully understand the consequences of that plea. Finally, you are advised if you decided to plead guilty, any testimony that you give while under oath concerning the alleged offenses could and would likely be used against you at a later trial if I were to not accept your plea for some reason, or if you later withdrew your plea. It's very important you understand all the rights and options I just explained to you. Before we go any further then with this proceeding, Mr. Daybell, do you have any questions on any of those rights I've just explained to you? Very well. Mr. Daybell, in this case, then you were brought before this court to answer for the indictment filed in this case, which is which alleges you've committed serious crimes in that eight felony charges have been filed in the grand jury's indictment. In that uh, indictment, let me ask you a question, Mr. Pryor, do you have that before you? Copy of the indictment. All right. Uh, is the defendant's name, Mr. Daybell, spelled and listed correctly on that indictment on the caption? All right. Thank you. At this time, then, I will go through the charges that are listed in the indictment and the penalties for each charge. After doing that, then Mr. Pryor, I'll ask your client how he pleads. So 
I'll read through the list of charges first, and then I'll ask for the plea after that. Then the indictment that was filed on May 25th in count one charges Mr. Daybell the offenses of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and grand theft by deception, both felony counts under Idaho Code 18 1701, 18-4003A, 182431, 182431, 182407-1B3. The count in count one names Kylie Ryan as the victim on the murder charge, and that count carries a penalty on the uh, murder charge of it is punishable by death or imprisonment for life. And it provides that if the death penalty is not pursued by the state, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of 10 years. The grand theft portion of that charge has a penalty of up to 14 years of prison and a fine of up to $5,000 and possible restitution. Uh, that's a summary of those charges and you've waived the reading of the charges. So let me ask you on that count one, Mr. Daybell, do you understand the charge and those possible penalties? Okay. The next count in the indictment is count two. That is a count of first degree murder under Idaho code 18, 8, 000, 18, 4001, 18, 4002, 18, 4003, subsection A, and 18, 4004. And that count names Kylie Ryan as the victim. The possible penalty or punishment for that count is by death or imprisonment for life. And if the death penalty is not pursued, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of 10 years. You understand that charge and the possible penalties. Count three of the indictment charges conspiracy to commit first degree murder and grand theft by deception. Those are felonies under the same code sites that were previously listed under count one. That count names Joshua Jackson Vallow, also known as J.J. Vallow, as the named victim in that count. And the penalty for uh, those charges on the conspiracy to commit first degree murder is punishable by death or imprisonment for life. And if the death penalty is not pursued, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of 10 years. On the charge of grand theft by deception, that would have a penalty of up to 14 years in prison, a fine of up to $5,000. You understand the charge in count three and those possible penalties, Mr. Daybell? Sure. Very well. Count four of the indictment charges you with first degree murder, a felony under the statute previously cited and the other counts also. That count names J.J. Vallow as the victim and again is punishable by death or imprisonment for life. If the death penalty is not pursued, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of up to 10 years. You understand count four and the possible penalties, Mr. Daybell. All right, the next count listed in the indictment is count five, conspiracy to commit first degree murder. 
That count names Tamara Tammy Daybell as the named victim. It's charged again under Idaho Code 18, 4001, 184003, subsection A, and 181701. And that count is also punishable by death or imprisonment for life. And if the death penalty is not pursued, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of 10 years. Do you understand the charge in count five and the possible penalties? Count six of the indictment is a charge of first-degree murder. That names Tamara Tammy Daybell as the victim. It's charged under Idaho Code 18. 4001, 18204, and 184003, subsection A. That count also is punishable by death or imprisonment for life, provided that if the death penalty is not pursued, then the court shall impose a life sentence with a minimum period of incarceration of 10 years. Do you understand count six and those possible penalties, Mr. Daybell? All right, count. Seven of the indictment is not a charge against you. It's a charge against a co-conspirator. Count eight of the indictment charges you, Mr. Daybell, with the crime of insurance fraud, which is a felony under Idaho Code Section 41-293. That is a felony that carries up to 15 years in prison and a fine of up to $15,000 plus restitution. You understand that charge and those possible penalties. All right, count nine is also a charge of insurance fraud under that same statute. It carries the same penalty I just mentioned in count eight, which again is 15 years of prison and a $15,000 fine plus restitution. You understand that charge and those possible penalties. All right, that is a Summary then of the charges that have been filed against you and the penalties. I would also note those penalties in each of the counts could be ordered to be served either concurrently, meaning running together, or consecutively. And so do you understand those charges could also run consecutively in those different counts, Mr. Daybell? All right. At this time then, uh, having gone through the counts and the possible penalties, at this point, I would ask your client how he intends to plea. Before I do that, Mr. Pryor, do you have any questions for the court or anything you need to discuss with your client before I ask for the plea? All right. Thank you, Mr. Pryor. I will go through them then individually again. On count one of the indictment, Mr. Daybell, how do you plead? Under the not guilty plea on count one. On count two, how do you plead? On count three, how do you plead? On count four, how do you plead? On count five, how do you plead? On count six, how do you plead? On count eight, how do you plead? And on count nine, how do you plead? Very well, not guilty pleas are entered as to all the counts in the indictment. At this time, uh, normally we would discuss a trial setting. I talked to counsel and chambers before we started, and given the nature of the case, we've determined that we'll set a scheduling conference two weeks from today to get a trial set. Uh, does your client agree to a 
scheduling conference in two weeks and we're in the trial setting right now, Mr. Pryor. Yes, I discussed that. All right, very well. Do you understand then we'll set your trial in two weeks and we're doing that today, Mr. Daybell? Okay. So. We'll hold that hearing on June 23rd. Um, council, any suggestions on time? I'm thinking probably just in the morning at 9.30. And that works for the state as well, Your Honor. Thank you. All right. I'll set the scheduling conference for June 23rd at 9.30 a.m. We will conduct that hearing by Zoom. That will not be a live in-person proceeding. And at that time, we will get the matter set for a trial on these counts. I believe that concludes the matters we need to bring up on this case this morning. Then is there anything further from the state on the case today? Nothing further from the state at this time, Your Honor. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ms. Blake. Anything further from the defense, Mr. Pryor? Maybe. You may. Thank you, counsel. That will conclude the hearing and we'll be in recess. That is basically um, to be expected at this point that Chad Daybell has pled not guilty to all nine counts. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. They're going to set a trial date in two weeks. We'll let you know what happens with that. And oh, here comes Katie back again. We lost her again. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you disappeared. Now I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm muted. <laughs> now I can hear you. I muted myself and hopped in the portal. And now you're frozen. <laughs> Looks like our tech is struggling a little bit today. Be sure to join me back here for that live stream. And we are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, everybody. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.